WXDXFM, Pittsburgh. There is nothing worse than the Mike Tomlin weekly press conference. Every single word that tumbles out of Tomlin's mouth is horse manure. Like today, Tomlin said, quote, We don't like the state we're in being a 1-2-1 football team. We kind of did a quarterly report, our current status, unquote. Blah, 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 blah. Tomlin talks and talks and talks and doesn't say anything. And the Steelers media present really doesn't press him to say anything, and I don't blame him. A, he ain't going to say anything no matter what, and B, they serve a pretty good free lunch down at Steelers headquarters. Here's another Tomlin gem from today. Quote, we got to get out of the gate quicker. We can't spot people points in the NFL. Hey, no kidding. So when you fall behind 21-0 in that playoff game to Jacksonville, and then 21-0 week two to Kansas City, and then 14-0 week four to Baltimore, so you're saying all that was bad. You know, I kind of figured that out myself because you lost all three games. And you say you can't spot points to the opposition in the NFL. Can you tell me a sport or a league where it's advisable to spot the other team points? Tomlin also said that Julio Jones is good. Wow. It's just an overload of information that I did not know. So to reiterate, you're one, two, and one, and you don't like it. You don't like the state you're in. Very informative. Hey, Tomlin press conference. Mostly, you're harmless. And I don't go... Or listen, so what's the difference? But guess what anyway? You just made the list. The list is brought to you by Matt Ertz Plumbing. Cont on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. You know, I feel like I'm short-shifting the Penguins this week because the opener's Thursday. Hockey starts tomorrow night. Can't wait to watch games on TV. So uh, if you want to talk Penguins, you're first in line. Despite all the bell idiocy, and it is idiocy, and it won't go away, but you have to talk about it. But if you want to talk Penguins, call right now, and you'll be first in line. 412-333-WXDX. Then at the 515... We'll go right back to Levy on Bell Talk because I'll be joined by Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News who wrote an excellent column at the Sporting News website about how the Steelers should have headed the Bell problem off at the pass uh, this past offseason. That's Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News at 515. This Bell stuff... His alleged return, and keep in mind, he's told ESPN he's coming back. He's not yet told the Steelers, so I don't trust Le'Veon Bell, and I'll believe he's back when I see him back, although I think anybody would have to concede it seems awful likely at this point. 
But I ask you, do the Steelers automatically take Le'Veon Bell back? It's selling their souls, you know. He lied to them. He's coming and going as he pleases. His absence is a reason the Steelers are in the hole they're in. His absence is a reason the Steelers have been rattled dating back to the Wednesday before week one. But if you take him back, it's like saying all that was okay and it's hunky-dory moving forward. And I stress again, for me, taking Lev Bell back would depend on what the Steelers' record is. If they're 1-4-1, I tell Bell to take a hike. If they're 2-3-1, that's a debate. If they're 3-2-1, yeah, I guess I take them back. We all like to predict Steeler records. Here's a question for you. Let's say Bell comes back. This will be my poll for tomorrow on Twitter, which does me no good, but it gives me something to talk about. What will the Steelers' record be if Bell comes back and they play 10 games with him? Not on the season, their record in those 10 games. Because it's very likely that they would have to go 8-2 and two or 9-1 and one with Bell in the lineup in those 10 games to make the playoffs. Will Bell's presence enable them to do that? Because I don't think so. In fact, I doubt it very much. Here's the current results of the poll. Over 4,000 people have voted. And the question is, should the Steelers take Le'Veon Bell back at the bye week? 50% say yes, unconditionally. 37% say no, unconditionally. 7% say yes if they're 3 2 and 1. 6% say yes if they're 2 3 and 1 or better. I'm surprised more people aren't voting for one of the conditional options. I'm also surprised that 50% of those voting, a 30% majority over what second, want to take Bell back conditionally. And like Brett Kiesel said yesterday, it shows how fantasy football has warped our perception. A lot of that 50%, all they're thinking about when they take a Lev Bell is stats. Stats, stats, stats. Fantasy football. It has soiled, well, I was going to say the great game of football, but I'm not sure that game's all that great on a good day. Okay, we've got a couple hockey calls. I'm glad about that. Let's go to Marshall in Beaver. Marshall, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Great. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about five players for the opening night. Um, where do you think they're going to line up at? Or how they're going to be used? Okay, yeah, I Russ. know where they're going to line up at, but go ahead. Russ. Russ is third line right wing. Aston Reese has already been sent to the minors. Boy, you got to keep up. Call back when you're current. Let's go to David in the car. David, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mark. I said good day, David. Uh, how bad do you think Jack Johnson would have to be for the Penguins to decide, you know what, we've made a mistake. What we thought we could do to him isn't going to work out. We probably need to move him. Why on earth would you be anticipating that before he's played a single game? Uh, probably sometimes because I like to plan for the worst, and I'm not... Okay, it, it won't work out that way. He's had a heck of a camp and a good exhibition season. Uh, so you're basically asking, what would it take to bench Johnson and put Ricola in, correct? No, 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 no. I, I'm just simply asking, what would it take... For him to just be a bust. I don't think that'll be determined this year. He just okay. signed a five-year deal worth uh, over $16 million. Right. 
Well, that it, that impacts. I mean, you can't ignore that. Okay. All right. Bro, he's going to play a regular shift in Pittsburgh for at least three years. I mean, oh. we can dream about Ricola because everybody likes the new guy. Jack Johnson's a hell of a player. He's going to play at least three years of a regular shift in Pittsburgh. And maybe five. That's the contract. Let's go to Nathan and Robinson with another Penguins call. Nathan, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, um, talk about uh, Sprong. I was thinking, you know, if he's slotted to be on the uh, fourth line, it looks like to start the season, what are the chances of him, you know, playing on the first line just to, you know, get some looks and then maybe possibly trading him, um, you know, if, you know. Since, I'm going to say to you what yeah. I said to the Jack Johnson guy. They haven't played a game yet. You want to trade Daniel Sprong? Well, I mean, they don't really have faith in him to play on the first line. How do you line. know that? Have you talked to them? Uh, I mean, what do you they... mean faith in him to play on the first line? Okay, okay, coach. Where would you put Daniel Sprong? And then where would you put the other right wingers? Um, I mean, I would, I would want to see him on the top line. but Okay, but... well then answer the rest of the question, coach. If Sprong's on with Crosby, where do the other right wingers play? Uh, well, I'd put uh, Hornquist on the second line, and then I guess Rust on the third or fourth. What about Phil Kessel? Remember him, the leading scorer? Yeah. Where would you put him, Coach? Uh, well, he'd be on the second line, I guess. Oh, so you're going to use two right wings on the second line. You could get well, too I mean, many men for that, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, Hornquist can go on the first line, and I mean... Okay, then where's Sprong go? Well, he can switch over to the left. Sprong's never played left wing in his life, Coach. Well, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to play on the top three lines, so... Dude, you know, I made you sound as foolish as humanly possible, all while maintaining a civil tongue. It's a gift. I possess it. Goodbye. They just don't need Sprong on the top line, and they just don't need to find out about him. You know what opportunity will knock for Daniel Sprong? And it always happens. Either Hornquist or Kessel gets hurt, or Rust. He plays top nine, and then he proves he deserves to be top nine, and then when a guy comes back, whoever's injured... Then you have a tough decision to make. But until then, he's the fourth line right wing and should be. Up next, from the sporting news, we're going to talk Lev Bell with the great Mike DeCourcy here on 1059. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Hey, yo. Well, I'm not sure. It's just big and it's soft, and I use a bunch of pillows and I snore. The X at 1059. Joining me now, ex of the Pittsburgh Sports Media, now doing a great job for the Sporting News. He wrote a great column online about the Steelers and the Le'Veon Bell situation. It's a pleasure to welcome Mike DeCourcy. Mike, uh, like I said, you wrote a great column about how the Steelers could have dealt with the Lev Bell situation very differently in the offseason. Uh, give us the short version of that. Well, the short version is that having gone through the franchise experience with him once and and having heard him promise, and not not in an unconsequential, inconsequential week, uh, he, he threatened to sit out the year during the playoff week prior to Jacksonville. Uh, the, he was already talking about sitting out if the franch ta- franchise tag were applied a second time. Uh, so I, I felt at that point, and given uh, what his 2017 season was like, and I think that uh, that a, a, a reasonably deep dive, and I'm not. I'm just talking about dipping your toe into some basic stats, shows that it wasn't uh, as uh, the, the season of a game-changing player. It was the season of a 
reliably active player, but not of the kind of player who makes your team on his own dramatically better. Uh, that given that, it didn't make sense to, to, first of all, it didn't make sense to commit $14.5 million of your salary cap to him at that point. Uh, and it also didn't make sense uh, to go through whatever drama you might have to go through. I mean, they went through another negotiation with him and upped their money, and, and it didn't matter. He wasn't going to sign unless they changed fundamentally how they do business. And that's the one thing, Mark, I think we can both agree on. I think all of Pittsburgh can agree on. The Roonies and the Steelers don't change how they do business because how they do business works. Yeah, uh, and they're not going to change anytime soon. Uh, that said, had the Steelers traded Bell or found some other way to, to not bring him back, what would they have done with the cap room? Because they don't often spend much in free agency and certainly not on prominent players. I, I like the idea of having cap money available. I don't necessarily have faith in how the Steelers would have spent it. Well, I, I will give the one the one caveat to to my approach, uh, and and it's really it was to their disadvantage to be in this circumstance in 2018. The the free free agent market was not rich in inside linebackers who could replace Ryan Shazier and make a fundamental difference in their defense. And I think if you look at where they were coming out of last year, that was the biggest issue: trying to get somebody in who could play inside linebacker at a reasonably high level. However, I do think that they certainly could have signed better players than they ultimately got in that spot. I mean, Avery Williamson is doing a very nice job for the Jets and was not overly costly. Demario Davis, a little bit more money. Uh, the Saints gave him, played very well over the weekend. Uh, the, you know, the early returns are great. We don't know whether they're going to be great long term, but I think they would have given them an opportunity to be better than where they are. And then also you could, if you spent that kind of money on that, on one of those two players, you also could have brought in a running back to give you a compliment to, uh, to James Conner and had more of a committee approach than to hope that Conner could be on his own an adequate replacement for Le'Veon Bell. No, that, that all makes sense to me. And perhaps another thing they could have done upon ditching Bell is trade up in the draft, use the cap space that way. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they tried when they when they made the Martavis Bryant tr uh, trade uh, and got the extra third rounder. I think they felt like that would get them to where they wanted to go, and then uh, it, they just kind of got nixed by the fact that the Bills wanted to move up and 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 get uh, and get Josh Allen rather than trade down and, and take what the Steelers' twenty eighth pick plus the third. Uh, and so then when, when they, when the, uh, Bills made that trade with the Ravens, then you know, the Ravens, if the Steelers wanted, uh, if the Steelers wanted, uh, I think it was Rashawn Evans at that point, uh, did you know that the Ravens were not going to make that deal? Bell now says he's coming back, uh, for the bye week. So he'll play 10 games if that holds true. First off, Mike, do you believe him? Because he hasn't yet told the Steelers, apparently. Well, he also, it's been a while in this, in this venue. I don't, I can't speak for the rest of his life, but in this particular venue, it's been a while since he's told the truth in that. Uh, it, so I, no, I don't. And not until, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's been expressed uh, that uh, when he walks in the door, then it'll be time to believe that. And I, and I firmly uh, adhere to that. Uh, I don't, you know, have, having seen him uh, go to the, in, it, you know, I think it was really interesting that, in the ESPN article, uh, Jeremy Fowler did a great job getting uh, Le'Veon to talk to him. 
um, that you know, Le'Veon told told Jeremy that you know he decided you know he decided to take a vacation uh, after the start of the season. Well, I think it's pretty apparent then that he was ready to he was getting ready to go, uh, and then he was getting ready to to report, and then something stopped him from doing that. So I I think that would be a very interesting answer is well why you know what all of a sudden changed at the last minute even the even the contracts that were you know that were presented to to other players i was going to say mike maybe the girly contract but that was weeks before that even i mean it's it's apparent based on the language in the fowler article the uh, the q a uh it's apparent that he was going pretty close up to the start of the season with the idea of being in that kind of football shape so he could report and then all of a sudden he says, nah, it's going to be a couple of weeks in, in Florida because, you know, because I'm not going to report. Well, I, I, I think that said a lot to me about, uh, about the way this developed. And I still, and I don't, the Gurley contract I think was signed around August uh, 9th or something like that. So it was still two, three weeks, almost a full month ahead of when he would have had to report for the Steelers. We're talking to Mike DeCourcy at the Sporting News here on 105.9. Mike, should the Steelers automatically take Bell back? Is it necessarily that simple? I mean, why does he get to call all the shots? Well, it is in this in this in, in this sense. If you don't take him back, that that means essentially you're rescinding the franchise tag, and at that point he becomes a free agent, which means he can go anywhere he wants this season, and you lose the compensatory pick in the 2020 draft that you would be due at this point. So that's why you don't. Now, the other the thing that they could do, I mean, if he decides to report and he signs that tender, then at that point they have the ability to trade him without his consent. And so they could be ready that way with a deal for, you know, whatever. I mean, they, you know, they, they ask for a, number two, uh, for a number two pick and a good player. If they can get that arranged uh, for, the, for when he reports, and if he reports as planned uh, the week of um, – uh, the, the the week after the week I guess technically the week of the bye week uh, that would give them some leverage there and at that point they might be able to to get out of uh, a trade partner something that they desire. Well, funny you mentioned that, Mike, because uh, looking at when he's reporting, it, it's about ten days before the trade deadline. It's almost like he's reporting at a time that would facilitate a trade, which makes me wonder if him and his agent might be in on it. That's possible, um, but they don't. They don't have to do that. I mean, if they wanted to be traded now, they could say, you know, uh, line it up and we'll sign. And and so I, I, you know, I, I think he loses some of that leverage about where he goes if he signs the tender and walks in the door. Uh, and then they, you know, then they can ship him to anybody, and he has no recourse. If you, if you arrange it now in advance, say, you know, here's how we, here's where we'd like to go. Can you make that happen? Um, they at least have some leverage. So, I, you know, I'm not sure if that's what it is. Uh, I, I think, you know, some of it comes from that 855, that 855,000 is starting to pile up. And, and then I think the second part of it as well is that last year a week wasn't ready, wasn't, excuse me, a week wasn't enough to get him ready to play football at the NFL level. Uh, he was not ready for last year's Cleveland game in the least. And if he comes in during the bye week, uh, he can go pretty hard. I, I, the rest of the team may not, but he can go pretty hard in, in, in for nearly two weeks in, in, in preparation for the uh, for the for, uh, for the Cleveland game. And if the Steelers were to deem him not ready, he would get you know another week of practice on top of that. What if the Steelers are one four and one when Bell comes back, or 
two, three, and one. Should that impact their decision on bringing Bell back? Because, Mike, let's say they're one, four, and one. At that point, their season shot. Why spend the money? Well, you know, I think that's a great question. Uh, and I think it, it, at that point, you're deciding the value of that pick and, and whether or not it matters to you. Uh, because that, again, you have to have him, uh, you, you can't reject him. Uh, and keep the pick. So right, the compensatory pick. Basically, yes. you're deciding whether to pay nine million dollars or thereabouts for a, for a third round pick. pick. And I just yeah. would not. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know what the um, ramifications are if they were to. I'll be frank. I, I I know that if he were to sit out on his own all year long, uh, that they would get to keep the money toward the cap for next year. If they were to reject him by withdrawing the cap, I, I can honestly say I don't know what the whether that would change the repercussions or whether they would still get... Don't, don't feel bad, Mike. New questions arise about the Bell situation, <laughs> it seems, every couple minutes. It, uh, you know, it, 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 there's so many different parameters you have to consider because of the unusual nature of this situation. Uh, and, but that's one, I, you know, I, like I said, I know that they can apply if he, if he were to just uh, you know, take the whole year off. Uh, which I, I think a lot of us five days ago thought was it was definitely steaming toward that. Um, if it, I know that they could put the money toward next year's cap, but uh, if you know if he if they were to reject him and play under the cap, I don't know whether the the, the same thing applies. Now, what do you make of the report? And and Bell, I believe, uh, confirmed this that the Steelers will use the transition tag on Bell next year. How's that help the Steelers? I think it hurts Bell in terms of leverage trying to get a new deal with somebody else, but why would the Steelers want a repeat of all these headaches? Well, I think that it was suggested that uh, that is a possibility. I'm not sure whether or not that's exactly the road they'll go, but it, but it, with the transition tag, um, then, they, then they have a right to uh, first refusal, I guess, basically what you call right, it. Right, they so can they match the offer. They to match. So, um, so in that sense, they aren't really going through it. They're just... You know, if he plays for $17 million, that would that would cost them. But otherwise, they're just sort of letting the market dictate. And, hey, here's the deal, Mark. I mean, I've, I've long believed that it makes zero sense to even pay 15 or the ballpark where they were going to pay him this year. Right, 14.5, uh, whatever. You know, that, that you would have to – I mean, you'd have to bring me Walter Payton in this market, in this, in this NFL – or Barry Sanders to get me to pay that kind of money, and and there and there was a point in in Lev's case, Lev's career when that might have been true, 2014, but I don't think it's been true since then. And if you look at the number of long runs he breaks and things like that, um, I think you can see what I'm talking about. I mean, if you're not breaking long runs as a player, uh, you you can get guys to go for 10 or 12 yards. And that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars did last year. That's what Philadelphia did last year. It's what New England did last year. They had guys, and they could get you 10, 12, 15, 20, whatever. And that's all Lev was getting you last year. He didn't have a single run last season that was longer than 27 yards. That's not a game-changing player. That's a reliable player that you know you can give the ball to, that can take a lot of carries. And he's a, he's, he's a versatile player. He's a terrific receiver, great hands. Uh, can run great routes when they use him that way, which in the past hasn't been enough. And then he's a marvelous blocker. But if you're not changing games with your running ability, I just don't think that you can pay $15 million. So maybe, uh, this is a possibility, um, you know, they, they send him out in the free agent market, and he finds out he's not worth what he thinks he is. And then they get him back for less. That's a, that's a, or they can just say, 
oh, okay, that somebody's out there willing to pay you 20, we're not doing that. You can go. And so that would be a, uh, a reason for them to do the transition tag issue. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll come to that or not. You got to get through all of this before you know whether you want to. And finally, Mike, if Bell does return for the last 10 games, what are your expectations for him and for the Steelers? Because if the Steelers have to go 8-2 and two over those 10 games to make the playoffs, I just don't see that happening. Like, like you said, I think you can call Bell a player in decline, however slight, and having missed two straight training camps won't exactly do him much good in this situation. Yeah, I think some of it would be dependent on where they are um... You know, relative to the next few games and, and, and where they stand and, and do they, did they have any success in those games? And so they do, they have the, uh, uh, the, the, um, the incentive. Uh, but, you know, one of the things the Steelers have done really poorly, uh, especially under Tomlin is tank, for lack of a better term. They don't do it. I mean, there have been years where they got to the point that 0 oh, and 4 year in 2013 where you just said, uh, if you were a fan, well, they might as well just go ahead and lose them all or lose most of them and, and get a decent pick, and then they come out and they rally to 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what the Steelers never do a very good job of being bad when you need them to be bad. So even if, uh, even if they were to have difficult times in the, in the Atlanta game and the, in the Cincinnati game um, and really not have a, a ton to play for by the time Bell gets back, you know, my inclination would be that they would do a pretty good job of turning the season around to get to be just good enough to not make the playoffs. And that's all any team can ask for, Mike, is to be just good <laughs> enough to not make the playoffs. Hey, Mike, great column, great stuff. We appreciate you taking the time, and we'll do it again. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. That's Mike DeCourcy, fellow Liverpool fan. And it says a lot about the uh, urgency of this Bell situation. And when I say urgency, I mean absurdity that we didn't talk about the Reds in their six wins and one draw start in the Premiership. I said it before, I'll say it again now. If you want to talk hockey, you get to be first in line. If you want to talk Lev Bell, I get it, because it's just not ever going away. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double M, what's going on? He's a gangster. Yes, I need your advice, super genius. You're an ass, you're an ass, you're an ass. The X at 105.9. Here's a quote from our buddy Colin Coward on Fox Sports about the uh, Steelers' Le'Veon Bell situation. Quote, if you want to try and force the Steelers' hand, they always win. They don't listen to the noise and don't. Service in Pittsburgh has issued a tornado warning for eastern Greene County in southwestern Pennsylvania, west central Fayette County in southwestern Pennsylvania, until 6.15 p.m. At 5.39 p.m., a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located near Rainsburg, moving east at 30 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact, flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. This dangerous storm will be near Waynesburg around 5.45 p.m. Jeffersonboro around 6 p.m. Fairdale around 6.10 p.m. Massentown around 6.15 p.m. Other locations impacted by this tornadic thunderstorm include Rogersville, Isabella, Carmichael's, Rice's Landing, 
Namacolin, Bobtown, Clarksville, and Republic. This includes Interstate 79 in Pennsylvania between mile markers 6 and 21. Please report severe weather by calling 412-262-1988, posting to the National Weather Service Pittsburgh Facebook page, or using Twitter at NWS Pittsburgh. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. So, uh, I get it, but he would have made, what was it, 33 mil over the first two years? And they're not going to cut him inside of two years. They're just not going to. The Steelers don't guarantee much money. It's their policy. Should that policy change? I don't know. Only one other team in the league does business like the Steelers, which is just to guarantee the signing bonus. But like Howard said in so many words, they do what they do. And we'll continue to keep doing what they do. Couple Penguins roster notes: Tristan Jari was placed on IR, so for the time being, Casey DeSmith is the backup goalie, and may continue to be after Jari recovers. Also, uh, Ricola is obviously on the team. Ricola, however you pronounce it, uh, and will probably play Thursday if Brian Dumoulin is injured and can't go. So we'll get to see how good he is. I think the fuss made over him is justified but exaggerated. And it can be both. Let's go to um, Michael in South Hills. Michael, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, Double M? What up? Hey, did you see on that uh, the Jeremy Fowler thing that he... uh, Lev Bell said that he's still hoping to have a long-term deal with the Steelers. That's just PR, bro. That's PR. He knows he's he knows he's not staying long-term. It's PR. Yeah, there's no way he's going to get a long-term deal at the price he wants. Well, if, if Bell is naive enough, after all the lies he's told and all the chaos he's perpetrated, if Bell is dumb enough to think that just saying he'd still like to play in Pittsburgh long-term will keep people from booing the urine out of him the first time he carries for a loss... I'm afraid I've got some bad news. One thing about Lev Bell, he's a dope. Everything you see that he says or read that he says or hear that he says, put it through that filter. He's a dope. Let's go to Joe at Ocean City. Joe, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark, if if he even does come back, which I, I don't know, this thing's going to hit ludicrous speed, man. This thing is going to get so crazy. I don't see how the locker room... It's already crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to... Well, no, 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 hold it. It's a locker room without discipline, so they will welcome back another guy without discipline. There will be a few who won't, but most will. About Pouncey and Deca- I mean, I, I just... I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he's a great player. We all know he's a great player, but is it the risk and the reward? I mean, is it... If they're 1-4-1, one, 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 it's not... My decision on bringing Bell back would be based on their record. Do you think he'll do what Harrison was saying about Jake in it? You know what? I can't count that possibility out. Let's go to Jake and Brentwood. Jake, you're on with Mark. 
Double M. Hey, I got a perfect trade partner for the Steelers. Call up the Packers week seven when they're on the bye week and do Clay Matthews. They're both on a contract year. Let it do. The Packers yeah, the Packers just back. aren't going to do that, and Clay Matthews will stay in Green Bay long term. Anything else? No, they, they, it's rumored that they're not signing him after the season. Okay, they're just not going to make that deal. Anything else? That's crazy. Well, the Steelers better try. Like I just said, they're not going to make that deal. Anything else? They're crazy. Right, and you're so smart. Thank you. Green Bay thinks they can win this year. They're not going to trade Clay Matthews. Let's go to Walt in Columbus, Ohio. Walt, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? So, uh, the Penguins come out and have said how high they are on Teddy Bluger multiple times, especially Sullivan. Um, yep. He's an NHL-ready guy. Do you think this year they'll try to call him up and just get him some tape to shop him for something else, or do you think they'll hold off till next time? Yeah, because you would get terrific return in a trade for Teddy Bluger. Every team wants Teddy Bluger. I heard Green Bay offered a second-round pick and a good player. I don't think he's going to be, like, draw some huge return, but I'm saying do you think they'll try to get him up, see if they can get anything, or wait and see with Broussard? You really think they think about a gambit that would enable them to trade Teddy Bluger? And, and, And with Derek Broussard... You do understand that Teddy Bluger is their number seven center. And that's no, that's that's a bitch for Teddy Bluger. He deserves better, but he is where he is. No, my, my thing is because how quickly, you know, J.S. Day got picked up off of waivers and fought into the third line of New Jersey. Boy, you must, you must read every Penguin blog going because you've gotten on a highly rated, very prominent talk show hosted by the number one Penguin media guy ever, and we're talking about J.S.D. and Teddy Bluger. Thank you for the call, I think. Now it's time to Ask Mark Anything. Always a very exciting part of the show. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Finishing his checks, causing a constant commotion. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Sometimes I'm so damn dumb, I wouldn't take a phone call from me. The X at 105.9. There was that story that Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson of the Ryder Cup team nearly came to blows in the immediate aftermath of the tournament. Nobody knew why, but now word is breaking that Kepka wanted to try it on with uh, Polina Gretzky, apparently. Dustin Johnson and uh, Polina Gretzky have been together for a long time. They're uh, not married, but they have kids, two kids. And they've been having troubles in their relationship. Apparently, Kepka was consolating Paulina Gretzky, consoling her, I should say, and uh, Johnson thought they were getting too close. Yikes. Time not to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX or follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Let's go to uh, Brett and Latrobe. Brett, ask Mark anything. Double M, big fan. How you doing? Good. Excellent. Hey, I just had a question for you. I want to know, do you like any condiments on scrambled eggs? Um, There are a couple combinations. I usually use Frank's hot sauce diluted by ketchup. Yes. Okay. but, but, But also, here's another option. Salsa and jalapenos. Oh, oh, I'm going to have to try it out. I recommend on it. Pardon me? Do you put any cheese on it? No, I put I, I'll, I'll put a little bit of cheese in an omelet, but on scrambled eggs, it's either ketchup and Frank's, or salsa, or salsa and jalapenos. 
See, now that's an interesting question. Let's go to Luke in Murraysville. Luke, ask Mark anything. Marky Mark, how you doing, my man? Good, Luke. Hey, uh, you like Chinese food, Mark? Uh, yes. What's your favorite uh, thing to get at the Chinese restaurant? Uh, at a Chinese restaurant, here's what I order invariably. One sushi roll, usually tempura or spicy tuna, General Tso's chicken, and one egg roll. That is my standard order. Yeah, I'm I'm a big on the General Tso's. I always go General Tso's and then plain white rice and put some soy sauce in the rice. Yeah, well, I will mix the General Tso's chicken with the plain white rice. Uh, I thought he was going to ask me about Chinese buffets. I've lost a little weight, not half as much as I need to, but... Uh, I haven't eaten at a buffet more than once in the past two or three years. Not even in Vegas. You know, it, 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 you, you know, even though I eat too much when I just order off a menu, there's nothing like eating a buffet for eating too much. Uh, by the way, the best General Tso's chicken in town is uh, the Sesame Inns. There's various Sesame Inns all over town. They do a variation called Amazing Chicken which is General Tso's made with prime white meat chicken, only white meat chicken. It's unbelievable. Let's go to John and Emsworth. John, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Got a fantasy hockey draft tonight. I got third round, the first, third pick overall. It looks like Sid and Malkin are going to be available. Who do I take? Who's going to go before Sid and Malkin? McDavid and who else? Uh, probably Kucherov. Um, who would I take between Sid and Malkin, in other words? Yes. That's tough. I mean, Malkin had the better year last year, right? Yeah. So I'd take Sid. I'd take Sid. Then again, you got the Kessel factor with Malkin. Now, now how do they award points in your league? Is it goals, assists? What has value? Goals, assists, and shots. Like, are shots? Yeah. I just quit your fantasy league, period. That's a dumb category. Let's go to uh, Jeff in Uniontown. Jeff, ask Mark anything. Mark, have you ever tried cayenne pepper on your eggs? Uh, Yeah, I have. It's not bad. I I like hot sauce better, though. Oh, that's cool. You know what what else I like? What's that? There's Tony Cachere's Creole seasoning. It's kind of like cayenne pepper. I've tried that on... On eggs and any number of stuff, too. On gumbo. Oh, on. i got to give me some of that. There you go. Let's go to David in North Huntington. David, ask Mark anything. Yeah, Mark, I'm a big Howard Stern guy. And okay. I was wondering if you got your uh, your crafts radio personality through him old school style. I'm not sure my personality is all that crass. I'm not sure his personality is all that crass anymore. I find him, absol- well, I find him absolutely unentertaining now. I think he's gone soft. The only thing I really enjoy him doing anymore is his interviews. Well, how long have you been a fan? I mean, on and off, dating back through his days when he was on the X, on this station. Okay. Uh, Can I ask you one more Lemieux question? Well, let me ask you a question. Don't you agree that Stern's gone soft? Uh, I think he's at his best when he's, uh, it's just the whole Baba Booey thing. Not what I asked you. Do you think Stern's gone soft? Absolutely. Yeah, he got the trophy wife. And she wants him to be, you know, the pet lover, all that crap. I should get them to adopt my cat. Get her the frig out of the house. You know, it would be better if I got rid of her and I just can't. 
It, it, seriously, it's, I'm going to have to talk at length about this and unburden myself in the near future. Good talk. See you out there. 105.90X.